0: Just tell me what happened next. Look, I don't know. It's fuzzy. You went off your medication. Wake up. Why? We're just looking for the truth. Which you promised to tell. I told you they took her. Sydney Barrett, the girl who disappeared. my place and i took hers wait what it was her power i i, I think can you explain
1: that so was he crazy or continue he believes he's mentally ill think... but he may be the most powerful mutant we've ever encountered can we take a break
0: please of course let's take a break Uh, stop. Hmm? We can skip that part, unless you think it's relevant to... No, I mean, we don't have to. It's... Okay, let's talk about it. <sighs> Look at me, I, I know what I am. What's that? Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, good wherever you are in the Legion of Space and the Legion of Time. Uh, we are back and I think this will actually be episode 36, I believe, of Discussing Who. As always, I am Kyle Jones. I usually forget to introduce myself, but get starting out uh, on a good note, so I'll introduce myself, and I will also introduce the co-host here tonight. That's with us, or with me, as always, Clarence Brown. Hey, Clarence.
1: Hey, Kyle. Hey, how, how you doing, man?
0: I'm doing well. How about yourself?
1: Doing great. Uh, good to, to be back on and uh, go at it for another show.
0: Good deal, good deal. well, tonight, if you haven't already uh, figured it out, what we're talking about is Legion, the character, because we've only seen one episode of Legion the TV show, so we'll be talking a little bit about Legion the character and talking about Legion the TV show so <laughs> fair warning if you've not seen it yet, spoilers ahead and what an episode it was <laughs> yes it, yes, it was, and uh. Well, I, I, I won't say what I was about to say. I will get into just a little bit of um, house cleaning, a little bit of news before we get any further. So let's switch it over to Doctor Who for just a minute. If we haven't already announced it, this is 2017, April the 15th. We've got brand new episodes of Doctor Who. And even though we already knew this, I just think it's worth mentioning again. Missy will be back.
1: Oh, yeah. I saw some social media of her painting a TARDIS or what looked like could be a TARDIS. (laughs) So I know that's your favorite character, man. Not mine. Probably my least liked character on the show, to be honest, to be quite honest about it. Uh, Are you excited to see Missy's return? Oh,
0: absolutely. I mean, and and the character of Missy slash the master, I wouldn't say is my favorite character, but I will (laughs) say that. She took it literally in a direction for which the master has never been before. And not just because you have a female actress versus a male actor playing or female actor versus a male actor playing the role. My point being is she is a psychotic Mary Poppins. And that's, to me, what's cool about her.
1: Yeah, and I mean, even that being said, with the speculation of who may be the next doctor, I've been seeing all type of crazy stuff go around. Some stuff that makes me smile and some just makes me nod my head or, or t- tilt my head to the side and be like, uh, oh, really? <laughs> but, yeah, you know, the Internet is is uh, a brisk of trying to figure out who it could be and, you know, coming up with their own favorite um, people who they would like to step in as a doctor. again Again, it's been, it's been all over the place Of what I've seen, all over the place.
0: So I'm going to take us back in time to a time when you were not watching Doctor Who, but when I was, and it was about 2000, well, it wasn't about, it was 2009, and I remember watching a, a recorded interview with this person, and I remember saying, I don't know if I will ever like this guy as the doctor, and that person was Matt Smith. So... Mm, you know, I, I, I have to say, I have to give it to the person gets there until I can say, I'm going to a like, or a, or B dislike.
1: Yeah, that's certainly true. And, um, they, they all grow on to grow on you to a certain extent. Uh, the longer we're with them. And yeah, I guess Capaldi hasn't grown on a lot of people. That's why, that's why the ratings may not be as good as what, um, as, as they have been in times past, but you know, I, he's grown on me. And yeah, again, it's sad to see him go and just another chapter in the, the Doctor Who saga. Yeah.
0: You know, I think for this, um, for this season, I think. It will be a little bit different because when you know there's a regeneration coming, because ultimately, you know, as soon as someone becomes the doctor, there's eventually going to be another regeneration down the line. So, you know, that's coming. You know, it's going to happen. But when you know Christmas is going to be his last episode and you're building towards something, you know. I go back to David Tennant announcing in 2008 that he would be leaving in 2000, and you know, at the end of 2009. And you had this whole build up with he will knock four times, your song is ending, all of that yeah. building. So, you know, I think that just adds another layer to the story, is my point. Yeah, I mean, it certainly
1: hypes it. Uh, much more uh gives a lot more fanfare and probably makes the last season maybe the best one of of all of them for most of the doctors and yeah i I experienced that for the first time in real time with with matt smith's leaving because uh, that 's when I actually got caught up and was in sync with what was actually airing and it was interesting to say the least um and then this would be my next round. Seeing that. And yeah, I, I totally agree with you that it should be a very exciting, um, anticipatory season coming up. Yeah, I if that's agree. That's a word.
0: <laughs> yeah. And, and you know, add to the fact that this is Moffitt's last. And I think that adds another layer of, you know, upping the ante uh, just a little bit, you know, raising the bar, you know, not, you know, sit, go out with, you know, all guns blaring, you know, literally. <laughs>
1: Well, Kyle, we may be devoid of Doctor Who at the present moment, but I have been watching a little Doctor Who
0: myself. I want to right, know so what t- I've been watching. Uh, I want to know what you've been watching.
1: I watched the D.R. dot Who and the Daleks. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't get through the whole thing, but I watched like the first hour of it. Um, the the um, what's the actor's name? Um, that was in Star Wars. Oh, they yeah, 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 yeah,
0: yeah. Um, uh, um, it, it's on the tip of my tongue. I can't. Uh, Yeah, I'm lost. I'm I'm totally – so we need Lee here to say – Peter Christian. Yes, 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 yes. yes." Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I began watching that old movie that many uh, hate and (laughs) say should be burned from the very film it's on. But yeah, I've been watching it, and you know – I think you may have said this, but it's as if – Someone who knew nothing about humans or human interaction or what's going on in our present day, like was buying in to a television show a thousand years in the future <laughs> and, and, and read like part of a book and tried to patch it together. This would be the version of Doctor Who they might come up with. It's just weird on so many fronts. So many things that are in sync with what we know. But some of them are like just bizarro world, just a little bit off. That makes it just really weird.
0: All right. So let me ask you this: you you brought this, uh, you, you you made you made a very interesting point, and it brought up something that can maybe segue us back into comics. But it's very relevant to what you just said. So if I'm understanding you correct in what you're saying, what you said was you basically took a comic, you you, you had a. Well, not necessarily a comic, but you had a television property that was, whether it's new or not, it was fleshed out, it was popular, it was getting great ratings, and then you took bits and pieces of it, and because you wanted to put it on the big screen, you retell it in a way that's almost unrecognizable. Is that a good summary of what you said? Certainly. Certainly. I
1: mean, recognizable enough, but just
0: off, you so, know. So having said that, why is Grant Gustin Gustin, whatever his last name is, why is he not the Flash on the big screen? Uh, that
1: I don't know.
0: <laughs> but, you, but you see, my point is, yeah. you know, the Flash is popular in the TV show that is currently airing on the CW. And yet you're having difficulty and this is no disrespect to the actor that will be playing the Flash in, you know, in the movie. He may be fantastic. He may be great, but my, my, my issue or my comment is you have a Flash that is very popular currently on television. Yet for the big screen, he has to be portrayed totally different with armor and et cetera and so forth.
1: Yeah. And then again, I think that's a little different because we have established that what's in the the um, DC television universe is a totally different thing. So even in that sense, it it makes it a little weird. You know, it's a little different. But like you said, it does it does get across the same point. It's just a little bizarro in that these two things exist. They hit upon the same elements, but yet they're very different.
0: True. And how often do you actually see because I'm sitting here trying to think when has a television property been active at the same time a movie property has been, you know, active of the same character? I mean, you know, if you have a Superman movie, there's usually not a Superman TV show or vice versa.
1: Yeah, I mean, we certainly can think of stuff that is not. On, on airing or in the theater at the same time that does have that same ap- bizarro appeal. I'm thinking of a show I grew up watching the Dukes of Hazard, And then in the 2000s, they came out with these these crazy over-the-top silly movies using the same property. And we see a lot of that as well, where they take something old and they put a new spin on it. And it's almost unrecognizable from what it was before, except we have that same Central theme, which kind of links it together, and I guess this is the nature of a reboot.
0: Yeah, a it's true. And you know, is like you just mentioned the J- Dukes of hazard you, you know, I could say even though I, I get irritated watching the Brady Bunch now, but you know, even with the Brady Bunch movie, that yeah. was a parody. The Bewitched movie was a parody to to some degree. I mean, you know, updating, but still a parody nonetheless. You know, is it we're we're looking at these older shows and remembering them from our childhood out of nostalgia? And if we were to go back and watch them, they're just as campy as the other stuff. But we just remember it because of being a kid, thinking, oh, that's cool." Yeah, I mean,
1: and even when you think of something that is, I guess you call it a soft reboot—not well, really reboot though—of the Doctor Who, when we got the the uh, the the new Who uh, that we're currently running now, it paid homage and respect to everything that came before it and put it in the same uh the same uh universal. voice of yeah, yeah universal what's going on so that I, that type of thing i respect a whole lot more uh than than what we see when something is rebooted or they just want to make a movie of it and totally change it to something that's totally unrecognizable it's just really weird
0: okay so speaking of really weird Let's talk about Legion.
1: Well, well. Before we talk about Legion, let me let me talk about one other
0: show real quick. All right, I go don't, for it. I, go for it. Powerless. Have you? Watched ah, any oh, of okay, it? yeah. I I lost my powers there for a second and forgot about that. <laughs> yes, I did see the first two episodes Have you. I saw the first episode, not the second. All right. So, having seen the first episode, what did you think? You know what?
1: Sometimes you go in to watch something or to hear something and you don't expect a lot. This was that case for me. I didn't really expect it to be great. I didn't really know nothing about what was going on. It was something new. And I have to say, at least from that first episode, I came away kind of smiling.
0: You know, (laughs) I, I think I'm going to echo what you just said. I went in expecting it literally to just, I I expected to laugh, but not laugh with it. I expected to laugh at it. (laughs) Yeah. You know, and I found myself laughing with it, not at it. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. And it's so weird to see a, again, we've talked about this a lot of, the movie universe, or where they make it so dark and brooding, and you know it's a little more playful in the in the uh, DC television universe. But man, this this just takes it to another level of putting a comedic spin on something out there, and you know. The the small references you get to what's going on in the main line, or the or Batman as we know him, and Bruce Wayne, and I don't know what happens in episode two, but I'm sure we are get more of that same thing. And you know, it just the thing that really made me smile on the first episode when they find out that that Batman actually used this gadget, <laughs> the gadget they made you know, they they worked hard to make to actually catch a criminal. I thought just stuff like that, uh, you know, will put a smile on your so face. So which
0: one was your standout character?
1: Um, uh, what's the guy's, uh, Alan what's his name? Uh, Bruce Wayne's cousin. Cousin. Okay, he was your
0: favorite?
1: Yeah, yeah I mean, I like him. I just know him from a different stuff. He was wash on Firefly. Oh, okay. I, I, yeah, I just love his him anyway. He was, uh, uh, the droid on the new, um, the new uh, Rogue One movie. So um, yeah, I like him as an actor, but um, I, I like I like the characters as a whole. I, one didn't really stand out to me from the other, but I think they all played well off each other, and and that's what was really cool about it. What about yourself? I, you well,
0: I uh, I did, um, you know, I have seen both episodes. The second episode actually I liked better than the first episode. Really? Wow. Yeah. And if I were to pick a standout character that li- that I like the most is Van Wayne's, um, assistant secretary, uh, whatever, you know, whoever <laughs> she, the, the tall blonde lady. Yeah. She- yeah. I, don't I like her. She's, she's, <clears throat> especially in that second episode, she was just the, you know, every scene was so deadpan in everything she said that it made it so funny. Of everything she said, and uh, I'll tell you who irritated me. Uh There, the the character of uh, whoever the boss is, you know, the younger uh, boss that was just moving in. Both both episodes, her character I found grated on my nerves.
1: Well, I think she she came in to play the wide eyed, bushy tailed uh, out of towner who's coming to New York and pave her way, you know. And I, I kind of I think she played an important role. Um, I think she'd kind of grow me a little more as as the show went on. Um, again, the secretary, uh, her and the secretary had a really good moment when the secretary said that I was you when I first came in. You see how I looked And she showed her a picture. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah, I, I think she, I like her. I like her. I have nothing against her, really. But yeah. just how they play off each other as a whole at this point, I'm really enjoying. The right. So I,
0: I, I, I want to make sure that we uh, keep this episode, you know, and have that audio of what you just said. And I want to see what you say after episode two, how much, you know, because some of the things she did in episode two irritated me. But at the end, it kind of redeemed. She learned a lesson. I will say that. But I don't I'm, I want her to be a little bit less perky because the perkiness yeah. is starting to great.
1: Yeah. And and before we move on, just the um, just a quick shout out to the special effects, although they weren't anything groundbreaking. It's just a kind of amazing. And we're going to talk about in Legion a little bit as well of how these television properties the special effects or stuff its stuff you used to see in movies like 10 years ago and just for a show like this this is a comedy and you're seeing people flying around trains blowing up and it's, it's just really crazy the state of of television right now and this it's really cool i'm loving it
0: well you know you've got television transforming. I had to sit there and think for a second. You've got television basically transforming with everything from, you know, Hulu to Amazon Prime to all these other ways to get, so they have to do something, you, you know, even though this is NBC, this is, you know, over the air broadcast, they still have to do something to get viewers or and and keep them. Yeah, that's true. But I think
1: of stuff like uh just any of the Netflix shows, uh the Netflix Marvel shows, none of those are heavy in special effects. Those are very grounded and very um uh hands on type of things that you see. You know, you are seen true martial arts. So you don't there aren't a lot of special effects in those in the in any of those. Maybe you might see more in the Iron Fist uh uh series than you saw in any of the other ones. But you just don't see a lot of special effects. So, yeah, just the fact that we're seeing it here. And I think even for things like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. versus what we see in that climactic moment in Legion, you don't see anything, to me, as good in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. as you see there. So... I just think they're taking it to the next level and especially Legion more so than powerless. But I think I really like the direction it's going and just hopefully they didn't blow the budget on the first show Legion in particular. (laughs) And hopefully we can maintain that type of uh, high level of um, of, of obviously CG in, in, in the way that action is portrayed.
0: Alright, so let me ask you this, and I wanna, I, I wanna mention something on comic books, uh, for just a minute. You know, we're, we were talking earlier before the recording started about Marvel's next event being Secret, uh, not Secret Wars, uh, Secret Empire. And it's going to revolve around Captain America. And I made the comment being that I'm really at this point, unless something changes, not very interested in picking it up and I feel kind of like eh, whenever it comes to Marvel's books. Yeah. Let me ask you this, uh, this question. Do you think that the excessive continuation of event after event after event after event is starting to wear down the traditional comic book? Not, not the movies, not the TV shows, but the traditional comic book market for Marvel?
1: Well, I think they probably could do a better job of leading up to the event. Maybe make it every two years. Cause even, I just think of something like the iPhone, you know, it's, it's to get a new iPhone every year. And you want, if you want to have that iPhone, it is way too much. It's way too much. So I think maybe having a grace period of, of, uh, and a lot of games do this as well. They, they'll have a new game every two to three years rather than every year. Um, and I think that helps to not only, um, uh, not overload you, but it gives you a chance to reset and, and, you know, be ready, eager for something new instead of just being overloaded and bombarded with it all the
0: time. All right. So let me ask this, uh, next question as a follow up to that. And I know we've, you know, hinted and we, I think we've even talked about this on the show before, but the question is, if you were going into a comic shop and you wanted to pick up <laughs> Avengers, you know, Avengers number 1, would you rather be able to have the person say, "Oh, well the Avengers number 1, you, you know, you really sure you want to buy that because it's from 1963 and it costs XX, you know, amount of money?" Or do you want to have the person at the shop say Okay, well, which Avengers number one do you want? Avengers number one from 2010, Avengers number one from 2011, 2012, 2013. Oh, and here's another one from 2013, 14, 15, 16. Yeah. You see, where So uh, asking it as a consumer, if you were going in, would you rather have continuity or would you rather have these little uh, self-contained stories and then here's a new number one and, and then another story? New number one. Which which would you prefer? Yeah.
1: I mean I I do think there is value in having a new number one every so often, or not even call it a number one, just call it like season two or something. I don't know. Maybe number one, that nomenclature is not good, but I think there is value to having a defined arc to get in with and know that you're getting a complete story. You know, we have we're living in the bench a season type of mentality these days and it would be good to know that you're going in and getting a complete arc uh, from the beginning and you can see all of that and have access to all that rather than starting something and realizing you're missing something that's really needed and having to go back which that's probably going to happen anyway even with these new number ones but just having the full self-contained story that makes sense especially for the newcomer I think is a good thing and yeah. but. But again, the overload may be too much.
0: Yeah, I agree. And, you know, I was sitting there listening to your reply. And when you said season, you know, if if I knew that I was going and picking up this is season four and this is season five or whatever, my brain immediately just was like, "Okay, that's kind of cool. I can deal with that. But that every couple of months or, you know, every eight to 12 months, I've got a new number one of whatever this is and then oh well next month it's instead of having avengers it's all new avengers and then it's all new all different avengers and then it's just avengers again and yeah, yeah.
1: It, it, it and to the same point maybe instead of saying we're going to have this civil war 2 event is going to last a few months let's just say for the next two years we're in the civil war 2 era and this whole two years we're going to be surrounded around these events and they're gonna make sense in the context of of the story and linking in together and all interweaving instead of trying to condense it to a few months to where you're just trying to grab those those uh people uh the headlines and the big event at the moment, you know, to try to get new readers in.
0: Actually that's a very good idea. And if a company did that, maybe their sales would go up uh Perhaps, because basically what you're saying is have a good story, right, you know yeah. maybe but instead of having this self contained event book, just put the story out all over all of the books and say instead of calling it this is the Civil War two area era or whatever, maybe you would just uh, like drape across the top of your books something like oh, i don't know maybe d c rebirth." because <laughs> to me i think dc yeah. you i mean you you just like walked right into that one because uh, i think dc is doing everything right right now in the books and i know i've said this before but I, and i'm harping on it but it's like they've done everything right in the books they're not doing everything right in the movies where marvel is
1: well even 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 in the, the tv shows of that matter they're doing a lot of things right in to me, Marvel is still playing catch up. Of course, of course the Netflix side of that is doing pretty well, but you know, agents of shield has not really taken hold. True. in what fourth, or fifth season is, it's going along, but I don't think it's anything people are writing home about, you know, uh, and, and even seeing these things, the actual interweave with the MCU, you know, still has not taken off as you think that it probably should or would. But, um, yeah, again on on the dc side it's all self-contained and we're seeing where they've managed it, like they have in the comics to just foster something that people are really just clamoring for and, and grabbing hold to you know again when you mentioned uh flash that made me think that if they wanted the same guy that played on the show to actually appear in the movies i'm sure they could come up with some story That allows him to appear in the movies, you know,
0: absolutely. I mean, the Flash uh, TV show itself has already made reference and not only made reference, actively uses the concept of the multiverse. So there you go. Yeah, certainly. certainly. I mean, for that matter, Supergirl lives and exists in an alternate, you know, vibrational universe. So there you go. All right, so let's take us back to 1980s, and Marvel created the character of Legion. So tell me this, since you've watched it, since, you know, you've probably read stuff, so you know who Legion is, right? Well, I I haven't read anything,
1: let me just say
0: that. And from this
1: first episode, I can't say that I do know who Legion is, Um it seems like it's something to do with mental health i don't know if that's a show invention
0: no uh, no, no no he's always been crazy
1: okay okay well that makes sense i guess but yeah see, he seems like a, a mentally unstable mutant he, who's very powerful um and that's kind of the gist i got from the first episode so all right. well, what's what's the difference in the comics
0: all right who, who so is, and who is Legion? so do you want me to tell you who his parents are
1: I, well, I think I have heard who uh, one of his parents are. Uh, okay,
0: well, if you know who one is, uh, go ahead and tell me if you've heard who one of the parents are. Spoiler uh, alert. Uh, 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 Dr. Xavier, of course. Correct. Okay, so Charles uh, is the father of uh, David Haller, and David is the um, son, obviously, of Charles and... There was a lady who was from Israel who was an ambassador to the United Nations who he met, Charles did, back in the 60s because Legion was created in the 80s. So the story originally was he met her in the 60s when he and Magneto actually were both uh serving in some army or what – they were doing – serving in something together and – um so- Oh, is that, is that not the same character from the movies? The uh, archaeologist woman we met? Um, I don't the, know her name. At the end, um, was that who you're talking about?
1: No, she was in Age of Apocalypse, and she was also in the very first. I'm talking about in the in, in the X-Men movie. Oh, Moria. No, no,
0: no, no. No, yeah, okay. no Moria McTaggart. Um, no, she had a son, too, that was a mutant called Proteus that had reality warping powers. But no... um they were, Legion is completely separate from him. Okay. So, um, basically when you meet Legion back in, uh, the eighties, he is not introduced in X-Men proper. He's introduced in the junior book called the New Mutants. And he, um, at the time had three personalities. There was, I think his name was Jack Wayne, um, <laughs> Jamal, and um, Cindy Uh, and each of the personalities had a distinct power. Uh, Cindy was a pyro Jamal, I believe was telepathic and Jack was um, telekinetic and crazy as, you know, just crazy. And, and, And we're saying, you're saying he has these
1: three distinct personalities do does each personality come with a power into his own or yes,
0: yes. Now, that's that is wh- really weird yeah that's where that's where the whole concept of how powerful he is comes about is each distinct personality has an each distinct power yeah hmm. mm-hmm. and, I, and i must say in the
1: show um the 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 I know we're going to get into it, but I think the mental part is the thing that distracted me most from enjoying it. Uh, but but yeah, we we'll get.
0: It. All right. Well, let me say this a uh, little bit more on his history, and I think it will be less of a distraction after I say this. The mental issues is are are fundamental, in my opinion, to the character because that is something that has not changed from day one. He has always been. Cuckoo. I mean, like, uh, I've made reference to when we were talking about Age of Apocalypse, it was Legion who was responsible for going back in time and killing Xavier accidentally by trying to kill Magneto because his thought was, my father did not take care of me. He might could have cured me, etc. and so forth. But he has been preoccupied trying to stop Magneto all these years. So if I go back in time and stop Magneto from becoming Magneto, then my father doesn't have to fight him. Therefore, my father can be a father.
1: So how does one mistakenly kill your father when trying to kill a certain Magneto?
0: well he's trying to uh well at the time i think legion supposedly uh david had regained control and he had access to more power than just um you know not ha- i don't i don't think the david prime character you know the prime personality had powers originally it was the other personalities i may be wrong in that but but i think that was the general gist of it but when he consolidated they thought at that point or got better or whatever and he went back in time he was uh, shooting an energy blast at magneto and uh charles not knowing who this is you know trying to kill magneto and actually storm and another character named bishop and somebody else was there maybe psylocke i'm not sure but they are going back in the past two, trying to stop him. So Charles jumps in front of the blast before it hits Magneto and then dies. And then uh, uh, Magneto mm. sees the sacrifice or Eric sees the sacrifice and then is inspired by uh, him to create the X-Men.
1: <laughs> oh, timey-wimey. <laughs> exactly.
0: So that so you know for that was like in ninety five. So for about five, four or five months, they canceled quote unquote all the X Men books and replaced them with the Age of Apocalypse versions of each of the books, which was actually a really interesting thing to do because they were you know for those five months you didn't have two ongoing books. Every single book was replaced by an alternate version book for five months. And again, that, that kind of ties
1: us back to our previous discussion about the events. Um, and, and, and just saying that makes me think that what we have now in the Marvel side is a little more superficial than what was just, just that age of, um, age apocalypse, of apocalypse thing. Cause that seemed like it was a very core change and it had very real ramifications. Oh, it and,
0: absolutely and, did. And, I mean, and,
1: And and, and what we have now is just kind of like, you know, we're just going to do something to kind of raise some tempers for a little bit. And then we're going to go back to business as usual. Exactly.
0: Exactly. Because, uh, for instance, there were four characters that were created during the age of apocalypse that actually transitioned when they corrected everything and reality was restored. They actually stayed over now not pretty much they're all gone now but that was you know 95 that was 20 years ago so um so yeah it did have lasting ramifications now let me say this one one other thing before we get to the tv show and this will actually go a little bit more into uh how legion is now there was a time where Legion had the ability or through a device that I think Reed Richards had a hand in creating. Mm. He had a device that was created, looked basically like a watch and he could dial a um, personality or access (laughs) the personality's uh, powers. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah.
1: (laughs) That is hilarious. That was a
0: couple of, that was about 2013, 2014. And, um, it, It was very trippy. The artwork was trippy. And it was a lot, it reminded me a lot of what we were watching. So that's the history abbreviated Reader's Kyle Digest version of who Legion is. So there you go.
1: So let me ask you this, um, it, when he had the, the uh, chrono device or whatever and he could change um, into different personalities at a whim, were they all kinetic based or could he do actually
0: do be stronger or fly or stuff like that? All right. There was a personality that he created based on Moria McTaggart. And that particular personality had the ability to basically rewrite reality and did so oh, in a certain like mile radius or something uh, for a couple of months, a uh, couple of, you know, five, six years ago.
1: Uh oh, I don't know if I like that. <laughs> That's just extremely
0: weird. And it basically creates someone that, Hey, you're, you're writing it in 2017 and you only want to make sure that he has the ability to, do A, B, and C. Well, here I come in in 2018 to write the character, and I'm like, oh, no, I want him to do 1, 2, and 3.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good device, none, 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 nonetheless. Um, a good good character device where he can, can do different things, and I, I bet he's had some interesting arcs over the years uh, due to that.
0: So let me ask you a question. You not knowing any of that background, because I've purposely not told you any of that, so you went into watching you sat down, you started watching Legion thoughts. What did you think?
1: Oh man.
0: Well, uh,
1: for the first half of the show, um, I was just lost. Um, it was very slow and methodical. And, you know, again, on this mental illness bit, they really, really played hard in that area, even for the whole episode. And I think, not knowing anything about the character for someone coming in and watching it, it's going to be a little off putting. Um, cause I mean, cause you just don't know the potential as a character. You don't know that he, in the past, he could be multiple personalities and all this stuff. You just think this dude a lunatic and you know, um, I just felt that it was a little too much and it reminded me a lot of another show. Um, have you heard of a show called Mr. Robot?
0: Yes. I've actually seen the first season.
1: Oh, okay, yeah. So, you know, uh, big spoiler here, if you haven't seen Mr. Robot, Mr. Robot is a figment of his imagination. It's actually a, a character, which is his dad who died long ago. And and he does things as taking on this personality, much like Legion, I guess. <laughs> and he goes off and does stuff and he doesn't even know he's done it. So um, and, and, and just the season two of Mr. Robot. They really, really, really went hard in an area of split personalities. And I haven't
0: seen, by the way, season two, so just... You okay, know, well, sorry. <laughs> before, you, before, you, before you get any further, I yeah, haven't well, seen it. Well, I'll just say there's more of that...
1: Of course, the show is called Mr. Robot, so you're going to see more of that split personality stuff, and it, it gets... It, 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 we get a lot of it.
0: All right, so let and, me do say this about Mr. Robot really, really quick. Whoever was the director in that season one i had absolutely zero idea until the very end that um that that the person that well i think you've already said the dad was not really there i mean they and then i started going back and thinking every time he talked to him nobody else was you know you never saw him talk to his dad with others and you know yeah, he might talk to him, per se. But 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 I never saw the dad having a conversation with two people simultaneously.
1: Yeah, and and, and that first season is just pure television magic. The first season of Mister Robot is so good, and 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 that's why season two was disappointing me. But still, um, that whole premise of the split personality and things going on that aren't really going on and to me this show embodies that in spades and you know by the time you watch the end of this episode and I went back and watched some of the earlier scenes it made much more sense much more sense Um, in the same way Mr. Robot makes much, much more sense when you know by the end of the season what's going on and um the The episode, the first half of it just felt so disjointed it i'm sorry disjointed and nonlinear it just it just was jumping around a lot, and I just could not tell what was going on
0: and I was very off put right
1: right, so, right, well, let
0: me ask you this: did you realize or think that he had powers at the beginning? When did you realize he had powers i should say
1: i mean I, I realized he had powers early on. I think, but I really didn't know what they were. And I, and quite honest, I still don't know how they're going to benefit anybody because he just seems like a lunatic.
0: True. True. Um, well, I mean, what was your, what was your impression of the first part? Of well, the, the of first the part I was really, well, I, I paused it at one point and went and looked up. I knew we had um, talked uh, to some people. And we had also put on Facebook in the Southern geek um, Facebook group. We put a poll that said, you know, are you planning on watching Legion? So I went and looked, I said, okay, let's see how many people actually said they were going to watch it. Cause maybe, you know, it was like, this is something people aren't really going to get into. And I saw nine people said they were watching it too. Didn't I went to Twitter? I literally did this and looked and 83% of the people that voted, On our poll, there said they were watching it. Seventeen percent said so. I'm like, okay, there's some interest. I went to, again, didn't want spoilers, but I went to um, look up on Google, and I think I went and looked at like what their uh, the IDMB or IMDb whatever rating, and it's like nine point two. And I was like, okay, so I'm I'm gonna watch it some more because I must be missing. But I was kind of bored.
1: Yeah, certainly. Until the last fifteen minutes, yes, yes. <laughs> but but you know, I, I agree with you in the same sense because I've been seeing view, reviews come down the pike, like from sites like The Verge, which I kind of re- I really respect, and, and 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 another one called Polygon, which I think they're associated. But they're giving this show like, this is the best superhero show ever. It plays on the blah 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 mental illness. It's better than anything on Netflix has ever done, and I was like, ah. Yeah, the last fifteen minutes was, <laughs> and and again, like once you get to the end, I think there's a lot of value in in rewatchability and going back and watching it again, knowing what's going on. You know, the the wool was over over our eyes the first run through, but watching it again, knowing what going what's going on at the end. I think adds a lot more value. And even just seeing some of the scenes where he's like walking through past the pool and then he walks in the basketball stadium, then the stage up there and they walk in a little thing with the military type uh, person up there.
0: Just seeing that after watching the end, it made more sense. So yeah. Well, well, let me, you know, let me say this, the, uh, you know, the, the, the the, um, guy that was in whenever they were in the basketball court or wherever they had him kept. The guy in the green was very creepy. Just like, yes, totally creepy. Yes. Um, the guy watching monitors. Well, no, the guy that was standing over there in the corner, uh, yeah. he had, uh, the With green the hair, suit on. It. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, he was really, really creepy to me. Yeah. Um,
1: and, and then there's a thing in a red cage or the glowing red cage over there. I,
0: I'm not sure what that was. Yeah, it looked like were... a wolf, didn't it? Or a dog or something? Well, I'm,
1: I don't know if they showed it. They just kind of showed it had a cover over and it was kind of glowing. Or maybe I missed it if they did show it.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I, I can't really recall. Um, So, you know, I see the 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 girl from uh, Parks and Recreation, Audrey Plaza, I believe. It was, yeah who plays Lenny. Um I, I think she's going to be a personality that's going to stick around in his head from now on. Did you get that too?
1: Yeah. I mean, I definitely got that. Now in the comics, could he talk to his personalities or we, yes. did he just embody them? Yes.
0: Well, he could. And his last run in a book, there was a creature personality. And I think that, clown looking thing that he sees yeah. with the you know i think that is representative of one of his darker personalities that that he had um you See,
1: know even 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 knowing that what you just said about the personalities and and in
0: watching that first episode again it makes much more sense <laughs> well my problem is Whereas you went into it not knowing all of that, my problem was sitting there trying to determine: okay, is this just him in his mindscape talking to himself, <laughs> or is this reality? So oh, that got on my nerves so much, man. I couldn't tell what was real and wasn't. It, I still don't know. <laughs> so I'm going to. I think I just figured out something about the Rachel Keller character. You know, the one that he switched bodies with.
1: Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes.
0: I think, you know, they kept saying that she didn't want to be touched. I think that that's her power. She switches bodies with you if she touches you.
1: Yes. Yes. I gathered that from by the end of that episode. Okay, yes. cool. All
0: right. Cause that cause I didn't get that until just like now that, yeah. um, that that happened.
1: Yeah. Well, that was the whole thing. And I wonder if she was just, there to recruit him. I think they kind of insinuated that or was she really in this mental facility, which is the best looking mental facility I've ever seen in my life. It looks like more like a resort. But
0: anyway, no, I uh, don't think, uh, I think she, because remember they had no record of her. Remember? I think she just, because of who she was or who she works for, got into the organization because, and to recruit him because ultimately if you, you know, she Didn't have anything wrong with her other than, you know, she didn't want to be touched. But if the reason that she doesn't want to be touched is I touch you, I switch with you, then, duh, I could understand that. Yeah, you know, for a split second before I really realized she just
1: switched, I was like, is this rogue? Are they trying to make this character rogue?
0: (laughs) Yeah, And I think that was the purpose. I think they were trying to hint that, you know, Hmm. give you that hint.
1: Yeah and, and apparently one of them I don't know which one can allow uh themselves to be projected into dreams or 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 the mental states because uh when we get near the end of the the episode and he's sitting in the pool like she comes to him in his flashback somehow
0: right so and, so and thought, that could be you know any of them now I did like whoever that was that was helping them escape he wasn't taking any prisoners with his telekinesis, oh. you know, knocking people out. That that was cool. Yeah,
1: that that again, that last five minutes or two or three minutes is it was it. It made the slug through the episode fantastic, because <laughs> by the time we got to that, I was like, oh, I was up jumping up and down. Like, man, it's awesome.
0: <laughs> so this this was ultimately about what? About a two hour show. Yeah, it certainly
1: was long.
0: It Do you think long. it could have been an hour and have still got all that in?
1: Um, I think there was a need to kind of show um what kind of mental state the character was in. Yet and still, I have to say, I don't believe they did a good job of doing that. Because uh, by the end of it, again, all I really thought was – this dude's just crazy. He's crazy strong and he's crazy in the head. Nothing more, nothing less. And again, like you said, I think they could have maybe accomplished that in less time, but they had to kind of do a lot of things. They had to establish his relationship with, uh, what's her name? The Mrs. sister. Melanie? Yeah. Or,
0: yeah. The, 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 the Rachel. Yeah. Rachel. Car- yeah. Rachel. Yeah. Yeah. They had
1: to establish. No, 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 no,
0: I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm Rachel Keller is the actress's name. Her, the character's name was Sydney Barrett. Yes, yes. So, yeah, they had to
1: establish their relationship. They had to show his mental state. Um, some of the scenes, I, I still don't get what the apartment scene was when he the dishes and the clown in the corner.
0: Oh, I, I don't, I, oh, I don't know I, what that was all about. Okay, I got it. I mean, this is how I took it. All right, because you know, at first it wasn't hurting him, right? You know, yeah. he was standing in the middle of all this chaotic, uh, you know, telekinetic dishes going everywhere and he was in the middle of it and it was revolving around him he wasn't hurting you know being hurt by it he looks in the corner there's the creature with the with the eyes and then all of a sudden he's cut uh, that is the personality taking of over that power and is how i saw it and and cut oh that makes sense you know and the the other personalities where they're talking about, you know, him trying to hurt himself. He's, you know, they, they, they ask the question, uh, you know, why did you want to do it? You know, where the voice is telling you to. And he's like, no, the voices are telling me to not do it. You know, yeah, to and stop.
1: The, and then you had the, uh, the very, very much at the beginning of the episode, um, when he tried to kill himself, uh, and he, I guess hang himself and then the rope got burned away completely. Mm-hmm. Now, I wanna know was that Rachel that or one of the other mutants that burned the rope?
0: No, I think five, it's one of his other personalities. Well
1: by the by the end we see some one of the mutants has the power of fire and I think it's Rachel. Uh yeah, it may well be. That when they were at the pool that like uh the fire came and killed everybody. It had to be one of them. Right, it true. Wasn't, it it wasn't David, I don't think. True. Uh, unless I, they I have know.
0: the ability to access his other personalities, perhaps. Maybe who, who knows? Maybe so many questions. <laughs> well, what did you think? You know, at the end, I want to mention this uh, character, or specifically the actress. What did you think of the woman at the end? the The woman that it appears to be who they're working for.
1: Was it Miss Cat or Miss uh, uh,
0: Melanie Bird? Miss Bird. Yeah, Miss
1: Bird. Miss Bird. Um, seems like she's a Charles Xavier in the School of the Gifted Mutants equivalent, maybe. Maybe. Uh, it very much, by the end of it, it seemed like the formation of a team. Yep. And, and, and I don't know if that's going to persist, but, uh, it seems like he may be their missing piece to their team. Um, and in classic X X Men fashion, they're get it, getting getting haunted and and experimented on for their powers, uh which we see by the end of this episode as well. So yeah, I, I, I think he's cool. Um I don't know anything about her in particular. We only saw like a few minutes of her as a character, but I think I think it should be interesting.
0: All right. Well I, just, I know uh, nothing about the character. You know, I think this is something created specifically for this, you know, story. I'm going to make a guess here. Something tells me that in this story universe, Miss Bird will turn out to be uh, David's mother. Really? Yeah, because she said, come on, son. And that may have just been a play Uh, on words. uh, But she did say, come on, son. And they made a very conscious thing of showing the hands meet.
1: You're probably right. And it's funny because I never once for a second doubted that his mother wasn't his mother, the woman at the house
0: um we, i th- I thought that was his mother and, um, and it was his sister right it was a- si- oh it, wasn't him, it was his sister yeah because so re- remember I thought it was the mother too and then when when he came to you know see her after he supposedly got out of the uh institution uh he says, you know you know uh, you know can I stay and then she says To the boyfriend, hey, you remember my uh, brother, right? I thought she said, do you remember your uncle, right? Oh, we'll see. Maybe that was my my (laughs) other personality listening. Who knows? (laughs) But back uh, back to the Melanie Bird character. She is played by Jean Smart. And for me, that's taking me back to late 80s, early 90s. I was a big fan of designing women. And she was on, you know, one of the originals on designing women up to like season four. So when, when I, uh, saw, you know, I didn't even know she was in it. And whenever they showed her and I was like, that's Jean Smart. And I was like, okay, that's cool.
1: Huh. Yeah and and one of my biggest questions about the um about the show as a whole is is will it fit in any continuity of what's in the MCU as the other Marvel shows have I know it's it's, it's Fox uh, obviously but is it going to fit in that same – will it fit in line with the Fox shows that we've seen? Will we see uh, the will, who we know as Charles Xavier pop in for a moment <laughs> in a flashback or something? I, I, don't, I don't know. I, it yep. would be – it's going to be cool to see how they actually play right, that well, out. I'm
0: going to play on words a little bit, and, and instead of saying how this is usually said, I'll say it like this. Ratings will tell. Not time. Ratings yeah. will tell.
1: Yeah, and this, this this show is on FX which i think is is okay uh better better than it being on Fox cuz i a lot of sh- a lot of good shows come on Fox and they cancel them too early so i'm hoping since this is on FX it'll it'll actually last
0: <laughs> you know speaking of fox you you know one thing that's come to light recently is they have put a green light on a pilot for a X-Men-based, maybe called X-Men, may yes. not be, but it's an X-Men-based yes. TV show on Fox proper. Yes, I heard about that. Interesting.
1: Um, sounds interesting. Sounds very interesting. Um, I'm, I'm, I, I, I can't wait to see that.
0: Well, they have named one character that has been cast. He is a Native American actor, and the character's name is Sam. Now, hmm. does that mean anything to you? Uh does not mean one thing to me. What, uh, well, it gives me a headache, and I'll tell you, tell you why. There is a Sam in the X-Men lore. Uh He is from Kentucky. He is very country, and he is very blonde. There are also two prominent Native American male characters, brothers, actually— they, uh, the first was, let's see, um, John Proudstar, who was thund- the original Thunderbird and who died back in the 70s, believe it or not, on the X Men's like second mission. And then after that, back in the 80s, they introduced a younger brother who took up the mantle or took up the name Thunderbird and became, you know, first he was a he he had he it out for the x men he was basically working for Emma when Emma was bad, but he ultimately turned uh good and actually he was in days of future past in the future oh. uh part that they saw so my point being are they is that a red herring that they're saying hey here's a Native American character, but hey, his name is Sam because you're actually taking bits and pieces of two Distinct characters, or is this sound character totally not even any of those people? That's what I'm saying. Makes my head hurt.
1: Yeah, and and doesn't Brian Singer have some
0: hand in this pilot?
1: Uh, I think he's decoration? directing
0: it. I, I believe. Okay, well that's promising. Yep, it's promising. Better than uh, you know the DC equivalent of a you know whatever his name is Snyder. <laughs> so, so man, any, any final thoughts about Legion? I don't know. I I I hope that there will be, and oh, this is going to be corny. I hope that it will have a legion of followers because <laughs> you know, anytime you can get a comic book property on TV, that's a good thing for comics overall. What about you? Uh, I'm going to stick with it, man.
1: It's it's interesting, and hopefully, when they're not trying to do a two-hour premiere and just a, a regular show, it'll be more concise and 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 less meandering in in the presentation. I think that'll help the show greatly and I really have no idea where it's going and I kind of like that. Yeah, me so. too
0: and I'm totally with you there. I have absolutely no idea of where this is going. And and that in in a way like you said, that's kind of refreshing to not yeah. have a clue. So
1: So so one last thing before we finish, uh have you seen uh the new Iron Fist trailer? I have not. Have you? yes i have and um i don't well since you haven't seen it i guess we don't really have to talk about it but it it he it looks like the the marvel version of batman to me really (laughs) that's (laughs) that's really what it reminds me of um uh and i this may be the most exciting out of all the netflix shows that have been done um it is certainly from the trailer it seems that way so i can't wait till it comes out um Alright, well,
0: alright, well let me mention this because you just reminded me of something. So we have, and I never pronounced the man's name correctly, but I will say he played Kingpin in, uh, um, you know, Luke, wasn't he in Luke Cage and yeah, in, uh, yeah. you know, Daredevil. So yeah, having, I know s- having said that, Vincent, you know, however you pronounce his last name. He is actually in another show right now on NBC, and I did not recognize him until, like, the th- second or third episode when I saw his name in the credits. He's pl- He is the wizard in this Emerald City TV show. <laughs> uh, really? Yes. And, I, I mean, they had a beard and they had a, you know, a wig on him. And I, I was like, wow, this guy really is able to transform himself. Well, you know, didn't he used to be on like NCIS or something like that? Um, uh, um, um, Law and Order Criminal Intent.
1: Yeah, he looked totally different in that too. So it, uh, hair makes a huge difference. Yeah, it does. <laughs>
0: yeah, it does. All right. So what else are you working on?
1: Oh, man. Nothing, nothing in particular. Just trying to get caught up on a lot of shows and, 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 um, so I can be ready when Doctor Who comes around and Game of Thrones, so I can devote my full attention.
0: But Game of Thrones <laughs> won't be until this what summer, right? Yeah, well, I think it's coming around the usual time,
1: maybe a month later, but somewhere in oh, about in oh, there. Oh, see, I had thought that it was going to be like several months later. Well, if it has, I haven't heard it. So, um, so yeah, I hope I hope not.
0: Well, well, let me ask you this: You've, uh, I know you've well, not watched, you've listened to episode four of the Relativity podcast. So what did you think of of the developments uh, in that particular episode?
1: Oh, man, I'm still enjoying it, still enjoying it. Um, um, I'm loving how uh, Dr. Mason is trying to find his way around the ship and, and find, trying to, ultimately trying to figure out what the heck is going on. Um, uh, not to give too much spoilers, but he, he's kind of um, – Think of think of those movies we know where uh, a lone soul is out there on a the planet by itself or something like that. <laughs> That's how I kind of feel Doctor Mason being being on that that ship and presumably alone. We don't know that for sure, but we we think he may be. So I can't wait for the story to play out. And yeah, just it's it's fun listening. And I always I'm clamoring for the next
0: episode. Well, well you know, it, it, it it's kind of funny. I was listening to it on the way to work one morning and cause I knew it took, you know, me about 10, 12 minutes to get to work. And I was like, okay, perfect, perfect timing, you know, perfect time frame to listen to an episode. So the Monday after it came out, I think last Saturday or Sunday, you know, that I waited to that Monday morning and I'm driving to work and I'm actually starting to feel, you know, like whenever I'm listening to the Sophia character, trying to make sure he's still there. They did a very good job, of giving you that suspense and that yeah. like, oh, is he still there? Is he still there? You know, yeah. um, Elena Jordan, her uh, interpretation of giving you that, oh, is he still there? They, that was good. I enjoyed that.
1: Yeah. And I'm, I'm wondering, will uh, Lee ultimately release a, a volumized or um comp- compilation version that is like just the full, I guess, hour long or two hour long uh show in in one thing. That would be kind of <laughs> I mean, cool. Yeah, that would be cool as well. So, yeah, I'm I'm just really enjoying it and 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 can't wait for the next one. So, you you guys should go check that out at Rel-
0: relativity.com. No, relativity podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. dot com. And yes. it's also available on the uh web at I mean, well, well, that is on the web. Hello. Okay. It is also available on Facebook, but something else that's also available on Facebook and the web is your other show, which is Techpedition. So, so anybody that may not know what Techpedition is, real quick, tell them what Techpedition is.
1: Uh, Techpedition is just a website slash podcast where we talk tech, movies, uh, reviews and, and, you know, just anything we kind of want to anime. <laughs> Uh, we cover a lot of different subjects, but this is a lot of fun. It's just me and my brother sitting down talking and we'll bring a guest on every now and then. So check that out at techpedition.com. It's a whole lot of fun. And, I also want to point you guys to a YouTube channel of one of our friends uh, of the show. It is uh, – their YouTube channel is Jord- Jordy Baby, and it's Jordan Hill House. And he actually reviews movies, and he does it in a pretty cool way. He has a box full of posters, and whatever poster he pulls, he'll watch that movie and review it the next week. So oh, you should okay, check, cool. check, yeah, check his YouTube channel out. It's, it's
0: pretty fun. So uh, that, that's just my – tip for the week all right good deal good deal well the only other thing that i've been working on we are uh, we do, we had recorded i think since the last time we recorded well before the last time we recorded this particular show we had already recorded dr who pod episode 338 it is out now so uh you know check out podshot.net and our next one up, I think we will be reviewing the power of the Daleks. I'm not certain, uh-huh. but I think we will be doing the six part, uh, review of that, which we also need to do, to do that review. I've had the artwork ready since November, <laughs> so we need to, we need to do that on this one too. So.
1: Yeah, certainly that should be tons of like fun.
0: All right. Well, before we go, if you could tell everyone how they could leave us some feedback and, I will mention that if you are subscribed to us on iTunes, you know, please take a moment the next time you log into your iTunes account to rate us and, you know, give us some feedback on iTunes. That does nothing more than give us some more exposure so that other people can listen to us. It doesn't give us money. It doesn't do anything like that. All it does is give us some exposure. So if you like the show, you know, please take a moment to um, give us, you know, stars however you would feel appropriate. Leave us some feedback and help us get, you know, more exposure on uh, iTunes. We would very much appreciate it.
1: Yeah, and while you're there, go ahead and subscribe. You can also subscribe by uh, RSS or any other popular podcasting platforms. That's discussing who search for us. You will find us. Uh, send us an email at discussing who at gmail.com
0: or you can drop us a voicemail at 805 D who. All right, good deal. Well, you know, for all you Legion fans out there, X-Men fans, hope you enjoyed. And as always, we are the uh, podcast that lets the worlds of comic books, science fiction, and Doctor Who collide. So until next time, we are out of here. Send us your feedback to discussingwho at gmail.com, or if you'd like, simply record a voice message and send that to us via your smartphone, tablet, or computer. We want to hear from you.